I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and welcome to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. If we open a discussion about civilization, we open ourselves to the possibility of particularly dull and wooden exclamations about the renunciation of instinct or the enshrinement of rights. There's been the tendency to equate the progress of civilization with technological advance, but surely we see the incompleteness of this view in our polluted and violent modern world. Not to advocate the return to the land movement, which some suggest would solve our problems, but it must be clear to any thinking citizen that our modern world, while containing numerous labor-saving devices, is a far cry from civilized. For true civilization goes much beyond democracy and freedom to consider goodness and truth in their universal definitions, and perhaps most importantly, must include beauty if it's to be a civilized world. And herein lies the rub. We as a species have been particularly dismissive of beauty. Let's address this today. Arts and beauty as the soul of society. Today, on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. We're streaming these days on our own radio station, the Stop Radio Network, which is available through iTunes, News Talk radio stations. You can also get us 24-7 through our site at stopradio.org. You can even leave us a voice message there if you like. And one of my favorite ways to listen in on my smartphone is using the free TuneIn app. Download it, and you've got a universe of radio stations available for you. The Stop Radio Network is our name. We're one of them in there. And I'm always interested to hear from you about what we're doing. So jones at stop.org.br. Do drop me a line sometime and let me know how you're liking what we do and how you found us. Boy, it's always useful info in this too virtual world we live in, that real human contact and uh, authentic stories. Man, there's no substitutes for those in this digital matrix we're lost in, so please don't be shy. Back in the 1980s, Norberto Kepi wrote an extraordinary book that we've yet to get properly translated into English. It's a monumental thesis, monumental because it attempts to disinvert our fundamental philosophy of life. That's a pretty tall order. The book is called Sociopathology, the Basis for the New Civilization of the Third Millennium. Kepi's premise in this book is this. Beauty, aesthetics, is the foundation of civilization. But more than that, that appreciation and acceptance of the superiority of beauty for civilization has been nullified by the rise to predominance of mathematics. Listen to some of his book chapters here. Mathematics is preventing humanity's development. Mathematics is responsible for a great number of mental disturbances. Mathematics destroys culture. (laughs) That just about does it with mathematicians, doesn't it? Now, who else can we speak badly about? But, you know, there's a serious point to consider here about how we have essentially turned society over to the bean counters. Don't we boil everything down to numbers? at colossal damage to our souls. Arts is monetized, as is everything in life. Efficiency is mathematically graphed. Growth is seen through the tunnel vision of economic profit. All experience is categorized and summed up in top ten lists. And any who pull back from total immersion in this sea of numbers and formulae are seen as losers, unfit for survival, useless eaters in Kissinger's famous phrase. It's led us to slavery in one of the most fanatical periods in human history, where noted scientist Rupert Sheldrake 
can have his TED Talk censored just for daring to question the dogmas of science, just for asking questions, mind you. Pay attention to that. Kepi's premise, and it's a beautiful one for anyone with an artistic soul, is that the sense of aesthetics is the fundamental point of contact between the human being and reality. And do remember, as Picasso pointed out, that we're all born artists. Our difficulty is to remain so as we become adults. I would propose that one of the reasons it's so difficult to hang on to our sense of art and aesthetics is precisely because of the sadistic domination of the mathematical economic worldview. We'll develop this idea a lot more in our program today. Arts and beauty, the soul of society. When thinking with somebody else's head returns on the Stop Radio Network. This is the Stop Radio Network, broadcasting from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Back in 1986, Norberto Kepi wrote a book that predicted the worldwide economic crisis we're facing today. Liberation of the People critiques the pathology of power that lies at the base of our inverted social system and points the way out. This is essential reading for anyone wanting to find out how we got in such a mess and how we can get out. Liberation of the People, available in print or downloadable versions now at HealingThroughConsciousness.com. This is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Richard. Yes, I'm buckled in. I have my seatbelt on. I'm prepared. Every once in a while, when we most need it. This subject that concerns the spiritual life attracts the biggest attention. Comes the scientific and spiritual wisdom to change the world. All of us, we are inverted. We are upside down. We see good as evil and evil as good. We see honesty as foolishness and dishonesty as smartness. I think what we're looking to do, I'm thinking with somebody else's head, is really offer a perspective on the world that's been lacking. Our link with Dr. Kepi's science gives us the tools to treat the problems of the world in a way no one else can do. That makes our program extremely relevant and profoundly therapeutic. And Kepi brings a light on this, that the being in itself is good, beautiful, and truthful. Evil sickness, suffering, restriction is just a denial of the true being. Inspired from the landmark science of analytical trilogy comes a radio program that explores the true human spirit, the most profound understanding of the human being in the world today. So we are opening the gates for the fifth empire, which will be the true empire for humanity, wise, humble, and very energetic, a true cosmic civilization. Available now on the Positive World Radio Network. Thinking with somebody else's head with Richard Lloyd-Jones and Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco. Opening our eyes to the full dimension of human possibility. If we have 20% of people becoming conscious and opening their minds, their inner lives, you will see what power of consciousness is. The most original, contemporaneous writer in the world today, says the National Scientific Research Center in France. A genuine contributor to the intellectual treasury of civilization, says former U.S. Ambassador Joseph Gogassian. For these times of uncertainty and conflict comes a work of extraordinary vision, hope, and moral clarity. Brazilian psychoanalyst and social scientist Norberto Kepi writes with wisdom and authority about the things that really matter. How to heal illness, how inverted science is leading the destruction of nature, and what to do about it. Finding spirituality within. 
structuring a truly just society. There are more than 3,000 books published worldwide every day. None are more important than these. The books of Norberto Kepi. Trilogical science, leading us to a new world. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. Our program is thinking with somebody else's head. You are listening to the Stop Radio Network, where all of our great programs run, including some of our archived programs. And Claudia Bernhard Pacheco is back. We've been sort of in a holiday traveling mode, so we haven't done a program for a while. And it's, uh, it's nice to have you back, Claudia, of course. Bob Butler is sitting in, too, and I'll, I'll be uh, making sure that he has some, some comments about this. But we were talking just before we started to record about Dr. Kepi's work in arts, Claudia. And, you know, I mean, when we think about changing society, most people don't think about the artistic change. They think about, well, we need to change politics, which, of course, we do. If When you see people marching in the streets, you don't see anybody saying, you know, up with the artists. No. You, you, you see a lot of focus on how, how do we change the laws, how do we change the regulations, how do we stop the corruption. All of these things are very necessary. Mm-hmm. But this focus on arts being like the soul of society, Dr. Kepi called it in um, his book Sociopathology, the basis of the third millennium, art. Mm-hmm. And in his book Liberation of the People, he has this whole chapter on the persecution of the artist, the and soul of society. he has a whole book, a thesis about statics being the foundation of civilization yeah. and yeah. not mathematics. And not math- and certainly not economics. And certainly not. So uh, maybe any economist listening will be kind of horrified by what we're saying because we, we don't think about our, how the importance of arts. But Kepi has addressed this directly in his work. And, and now you're, you're thinking about some projects to try to reintroduce this idea from Kepi. Yeah, I started with this in 92 in Europe and in Brazil when I founded Stop the Destruction of the World Association. And your idea was to to speak directly to the artists at that time, yeah, right? Yeah, to invite them to join us because uh, if we get a, a not only a revival, a renaissance of arts, but this should be something that should be part of our everyday life everywhere in the world, in the planet. Every human being should be become an artist do what he has to do with arts. And Kepi brings the concept of the importance of beauty for health, for balance, for mental and physical health, social health. So here you're making a link between beauty and art, not just art, but the the concept of beauty in philosophy, right? Yeah, and beauty applied in arts. Or applied in everything, not just in art. Applied in everything. Yeah. And, you know, since the beginning, Kepi noticed that artists always had more facility to uh, uh, understand or to live trilogy, the science. They were, they were more open-minded. They were more intuitive. And it seems that a true artist, he is directly linked to, to the creator. And uh, so Kepi is, brought this trilogical science. He sees everything three, right? Mm-hmm. God is a trinity. Mm-hmm. Man is a threefold of feeling, thought, intellect, or reason, and beautiful action and beauty. So altogether we are a being, a conscious being, 
with pure action as our essence. And so everything being three, he compares God the Father with love, goodness, and God's Son with reason, intellect, thought, and the Holy Spirit with beauty. And beauty is as essential as love and as truth. And because of the envy that dominates our lives and our inner lives as well, we tend to deny mostly beauty than even truth and goodness, even though each one cannot exist separate from it, from the others. Now, this is interesting because we, we destroy the planet, and the planet is beautiful above all. I mean, it's yeah. everything, but it's also beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we don't hear, hear artists talking about this. But in the past, they did. Beethoven and these great artists, they talked directly about the experience of God yeah. and art, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And they got all the inspiration directly from this transcendental source. Yeah. And they and they yeah, talked openly. Named, they named openly God yeah. as if they were such an. They had such an intimacy with God that God, like, whispered in their minds, in their ears, what they should compose. God, the angels, whatever. Beethoven said that God was shouting in his head. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing that gave him relief was to write it. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> he talked directly about this. This link, you know, that it was God that he was writing for. And Kepi writes in his books that it's so difficult for an artist to be a delinquent, a psychopath. It's really, really difficult for a true artist to to be a criminal. And it's really difficult also to get involved in arts and have a negative thinking and be paranoid and fight. So arts reconcile persons, relationships. Arts is like reconciliation in itself. You don't see any problem when you have a, a like an audience with many people from many religions, many cultures, many races, and they get all in one resonance, in one tune with a concert, for instance. A yeah. beautiful music, a beautiful performance. They come all united in one soul. Musicians, audience... Everybody, imagine the amount of energy that this brings from eternity, from outside time and space, how magnetic this is. And some scientists lately have been uh, like trying to experiment a little bit of the importance of music in terms of health, and the right functioning of the brain waves and healing processes. Good heavens, the Japanese are even using Mozart music to ripen bananas, Claudia. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like. And to make got, cows produce more, more milk. milk. Yeah, this is, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is a kind of an interesting thing. But, you know, I was thinking about it because, you know, sometimes we think um, artists, we see artists as kind of tortured souls in some way. And I, I've I've thought about this a lot because a, a lot of times when when artists are writing, they're writing from an inspiration yeah. of something that happened in their life, and it's kind of a tragedy or a problem. But I, I you know, I, I know many artists, and I, I've written poetry. Every I guess every teenage boy romantic has written poetry in high school, and I don't want to talk anymore about that. But you know, 
what we're doing when we're writing these things from tragedy is we're linking up somehow to a universal feeling. It, in a way, it's a cathartic experience, and we're writing about a human current reality between aspas, between between quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm using the Portuguese mm-hmm. words now. We're we're writing about a, a like a universal feeling that we're we're tapping into, and it's through through pain or or whatever but the, what we're writing about is something to try to heal that moment to try to provide a a cathartic healing energy in that in that moment so these great artists who write about these tragic relationships they have they're trying in a way to heal the situation so it's therapeutic and also you can see that artists are the best uh pet- psychopathologists or specialists in psychopathology they understand the human soul and the human pathology as no one else many psychiatrists many psychologists know almost nothing in front of a shakespeare or any other big artist or or unknown artists when i when i when i speak with you richard about arts and artists i would like also to mention artistic souls that are unknown and it it's for them that i would like to speak the most because known artists well known they all have already have their fame and their support and their recognition their finances are uh, up <laughs> but we have so many good artists that are in the world bringing beauty to the life of people and and that could bring even more if they were recognized and and more valued and the world would be much more peaceful much healthier because it would get much more magnetic arts is like pure magnetism and true artists are very magnetic so they facilitate they channel the magnetism of god to the planet and you know magnetism is like the living force uh, life energy energy of life is magnetism so artists are like huge motors of magnetism in the planet and they can bring incredible amount of people united and resonant in one only idea one beautiful not restrictive but universal yeah. Good but, feelings. But let's talk about these artistic souls that are not recognized, Claudia, yeah. because I think this is an area that may, maybe most of us have never thought about. If art were valued, if beauty were valued, then the beauty in every person's everyday experience would be more, would given, be given more value, not just their economic potential, but their artistic potential. So the the whole world would be different. It would see everyday common interactions artistically and not just economically. Developed civilizations had always have arts in like in the first plane. There is no such a thing as a country who develops itself without arts. And when it starts um, like... Uh, Relegating or... Uh, uh, the importance of arts. Relegating, and, right? To, and, and then giving more importance to money and to economics and to finances you see the decay established in that society so a, a society without arts is a either a primitive or a decayed society 
How are you seeing this, Bob, in terms of uh, of business? Because you've dealt in business a lot. How, I mean, this is kind of like really speak, really speaking to my uh, soul when Claudia talks about this. In this particular area, I don't think about the business perspective. I think about the opportunity for people who have these gifts to develop these gifts and share these gifts. So I would hope that anyone who's listening to this show today who has friends who are artists, true artists, that they contact you and you'll tell them how. And let's see if we can create this, begin this, bring it back. This used to be common in the United States where artists would share their talents with their communities in parks, travel across the country. And it really wasn't about money. And yet this could be a way for some of these struggling artists to perform, to kind of make a living, not get wealthy, but who knows? Mm. Um, but it's time to do this because when we goodness, truth, and beauty through the arts, we can save our country. And, and in the United States, it's hurting. Just look at the cities like Detroit, Chicago, the crime. We need the arts. We need it back. Yeah. We can take away young people from drugs with the arts. And something that is absolutely like humiliating and, and perverted is the idea that artists, uh, uh, it, they, they like they make money as beggars or something. It's so humiliating because they are on the top of civilization. They are the best individuals. They are the most qualified people. And they are seen as beggars. Sometimes they stay on the streets begging for money. This is so, so unjust, unfair, humiliating. humiliating. This is a perversion to think that they don't deserve to to make money from arts. Yeah, or people say, when are you going to get a real job? Right? They yeah, say there's these terribly yeah. derogatory things. So this is a perversion coming from this inversion, psychological inversion. And my my dream is when artists will be better recognized and qualified than economists because they deserve this. And not only because they deserve because they are human beings, yeah. but because they are superior beings. Yeah, they are in reality superior beings. And I, just, I just want to say this too, that this doesn't mean that everybody has to be like a sculptor or, I mean, it could be art inside our everyday experience, yeah. artistic expression inside everything we do. Okay, we're coming back in just a moment. Thinking with somebody else's head is on the Stop Radio Network. Looking at uh, Revaluing, reconciliating art into our modern day society. Beautiful subject. We're back in just a moment on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. You're listening to the most relevant conversations on the planet about how to stop destroying ourselves and the world. This is the Stop Radio Network. Since the beginning of all civilizations, they had always manifested an enormous interest and knowledge about the spiritual life and spiritual beings. It's a world of ancient wisdom that modern science has eliminated. The arising philosophy of positivism preferred to base science on material happenings. So, only what you can see and touch and feel is real. Now, spirituality is being put back into science. Imagine what would happen if people start considering this as a real thing. Not only as a religious thing, but also a real scientific thing. 
Imagine what would happen. Norberto Kepi's Universe of the Spirits, a scientific analysis. Available in the bookstore at stopna.org. Tuesday in New York, and Gwen's headache is now five days old. <laughs> Wednesday in London, and Ronald's left the hospital for the streets again. It's Thursday in Mogadishu, and angry students are protesting against corruption. Whether the illness is physical, psychological, or social, Norberto Kepi's The Origin of Illness is a book that gets to the bottom of it and offers a solution. Norberto Kepi's landmark book, The Origin of Illness, available now on Amazon. You're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. We are back. Thinking with Somebody Else's Head is on the Stop Radio Network. Richard Lloyd-Jones, Claudia Bernard Pacheco, Robert Paul Butler. We all have to have three names now because we're in Brazil, right? People have three or four names here sometimes. And uh, we've been doing what I think is a uh, very exciting show. As, a, as a, uh, an artistic personality, I've had to sort of fit myself into careers where I could express a little bit of my artistry, which is why I went into radio and television along the way. And now I feel our radio programs that we do are, are, are my attempt again to try to bring artistic uh, sensibility into the, the world of media. Dr. Kepi writes a lot about this in, in, in many of his books, but Liberation of the People, where he talks about the persecution of the artist, is beautiful, where he says that it's impossible to know anything without contact with aesthetics. Look at, look at what he's saying there, that the origin of civilization lies in the arts, for art intuitively or affectionately carries with it all of man's scientific and philosophic knowledge. So when you were speaking in the first segment of our program, second segment of our program, Claudia, about how how these great artists are great psychopathologists, great psychoanalysts, how they analyze the situation that's going on, this is evident when you watch Shakespeare or read any of the great Russian writers. I was watching Dostoyevsky, a little... Dostoyevsky, for sure. I was watching a little Woody Allen movie the other day, Vicky and Christina in Barcelona or something. It's a it's a light movie. But he has so much there about human relationships that he shows in the relationship between these two girls traveling to Barcelona and how it wakens up all of these passions and difficulties and people facing their lives and what's their real life and what does life really mean. All of this done through art. It's extraordinary yeah. what can happen. It's the only way to make people conscious is yeah. through uh, goodness, truth, and beauty. If you perform a work without beauty, it's not good nor truthful. Now, we're a long way from this world in terms of the practical applications of it in our society today. Our society is so inverted that the the application of beauty in the society today, everything's seen economically. So how do, how do we do, what do we do? How do we bring this back What's your I think we about will that? have to start uh, talking and talking and talking and talking and producing shows and using internet and this social networks to bring this concept to people. You know, Bob had an idea today, Claudia. He was looking at a beautiful presentation on one of our blogs that I think Angela had done with a beautiful photograph and just an expression of Dr. Kepi's. And Bob's eyes were lighting up saying, wow, this is like... This could be like a computer wallpaper, you know, these backgrounds that you have. These could be like T-shirts. There could be like mm-hmm. postcards. There's so many things using beauty and consciousness, this uh-huh. combination of two things, I think, yeah, is lovely. People sell cars 
houses and lies through beauty. Yeah. And they deceive people. We we could bring some much better for the planet using beauty with the with the right purpose. So let's talk about what's happening in Kambukita because this is kind of our yeah we one are, of our we have been developing there like a school f- uh, and a project called Growing with Arts. So we bring kids from the poor community um, to have classes of uh, uh, guitar, dance, performing arts. Photography. Photography, piano lessons, and they grow beautifully. They grow mentally, psychologically, but we have so much to do. It's, it's, we need so much to do, and all is this concept that arts is secondary. Arts is secondary. Even the parents, to make them understand that their kids, if they become artistic in their lives, they don't need to become professional artists. But bringing arts to their lives, they will develop so so much better. But this has been done many times before, Claudia. There are many people who've had this idea, but they haven't had the social perspective that Kepi has, like the no, news no. is... No, so and the essential of the being, yeah. the essence of the being and the essence of creator being linked to beauty and aesthetics and arts, this is something that nobody said before, Kepi. He, he said, I was able to do trilogy as a science and to develop this work because I used to be an artist before. Like he used to work in or on the radio station as, as these people that yeah, he was working pre- in the sound, the music department. Yeah, he the sound, putting the music and sound on the air. Yeah. So he said, "I understood better God through music. Music is the the best and the quick, quickest channel to God, in my understanding. And all the geniuses in science, they were all having some kind of artistic activity at the side of their scientific." activity. So they were always artists together. They played an instrument. They enjoyed very much some um, some kind, some part of the arts at least. They were artists in their minds because a plastic, a plastic, I, I don't know if we can, can say this, a plastic mind is much more similar to God than a... <laughs> a plastic mind? You mean like elastic? Do you mean like or... Because in, in Portuguese we say artist plastic, plastic arts, yeah. fine, fine arts, then that would fine be a arts. fine arts mind is closer to uh, God, yeah. yeah. Beethoven said that, and I think it was Wagner who said that he felt that that in the universe there were vibrations from God, and that if an I artist s- could attach to. If them. If I say something, I I ask you not to think I'm crazy. <laughs> okay. Well, I promise you, I won't think. I you're have crazy. already told you, but this now I will bring it to open to the open. Mm-hmm. But when I was thinking about this project, I told you and Bob, I heard Tony Curtis speaking in my mind. Yep. Tony Curtis, who's dead now. Who's dead now, yeah. yeah. And he said, go to, to these old artists uh, in Hollywood. They were like forgotten, but they did in the past a beautiful work for the planet. Hollywood did a beautiful work for the planet. The artists, not the managers necessarily, the profit makings, but the artists of Hollywood. And I understand that Hollywood is now going to 
down down the tubes. Down the tubes, sure. And we should make this conscious to people that another injustice is being performed in this way, in this area. And we are losing. We are the losers. Humanity is losing. Humanity is losing because all the best performers, hmm. like the best actors of the world, went to Hollywood to perform there. Then we have, I think, Claudia, we have some work to do in our hearts because our modern society thinks that that's totally old-fashioned, thinks well, that there's no relevance to that anymore. Yeah, and this is a real the internet shame. stuff. Yeah. It's everything digital, yeah, nothing more I know. analogical. I know. And analogical... Um, ways to bring arts is magnetic and digital doesn't it's electrical so it's not a good energy in it it's not truly beautiful it's not truly so all this old-fashioned analogical way of transmitting arts is more magnetic. Yeah. Can I tell you, some of my friends who work in video and audio, they're saying all the time, no, but but uh, you can duplicate uh, old film with a new digital camera. I say, BS, <laughs> you can do that. There's a complete difference between a film and a digital. I don't care what the quality is like. The feeling is completely different. And I know that from analog recordings because if you put on a record, a vinyl disc, and you listen to it, you are going to, if you're sensitive at all, you're going to feel a complete difference in the yeah. way you listen to the music as opposed to a digital recording. So if you, that is listening to us, yeah. and if you know, if you have contact with an artist, or if you are an artist yourself, keep contact with us. I want to gather as many artists as possible. And artistic personalities. And artistic personalities and um, art lovers. To have, we say in Portuguese, massa crítica. How do you say Critical this? mass. A critical mass yeah, of consciousness. Exactly right. So we can, like, bloom. <laughs> so we can bloom. Okay. We, <laughs> this is we like, need to bloom. This invert. <laughs> this inverts the mentality of the planet. Yeah, so, and to bloom, because I think to bloom is a very, very good thing to do. Well, we understand the spirit of what you're saying. And so, look. I spoke to Diana already. She's in New Orleans. Yeah. And she said, we have good, good oh, musicians here. Yeah. And I said, wait a little bit. I'll send you a material, some material. And you go there and you talk to them. Because New Orleans is music. And this incredible city was done or developed was known internationally yeah. through its musicians <laughs> for sure for sure okay so so stay in touch life with life will become more beautiful yeah, oh i can't wait i can't wait ah. so we're stay in touch with us because we're going to uh, mount websites and start pro uh, campaigns here that will will get us in touch more with this beauty needs to come for it. So, you know, stay in touch with us. Jones Healing. No, what's my... I got so many emails. No, I can't. Jones at stop.org.br. That's the best one. Jones at stop.org.br. Stay in touch with me. Get on our mailing list and we'll make sure you know more about this. Thanks, Claudia. The inspiring program. Inspiring and hopeful. And isn't that a welcome thing in our cynical postmodern world where we somehow adopted the idea that goodness and kindness are kind of sucky and beauty is relative. And can you imagine how life would be if arts and beauty were given more value? In an official way, sort of, where we institutionalized love of beauty and interiorized it too. I'm waiting for that world. That's our program for this time. The program is thinking with somebody else's head. We're on the Stop Radio Network and always happy to be with you. 
talk to you next time. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Bye for now.